Oh, there it is. <laughs> got my boy Osiris here. Uh, Wes canceled because I think he's Life. doing errands <laughs> with his mom or something. I don't know. Life happens. Exactly. We're doing a, what is this, a duet this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Osiris was just explained to me the process of marijuana growing and he has it down to a science. I thought it was just sunlight, water, and soil. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't have it down to a science. I just know people that have it down to a science. I'm just, ex what is it, experimenting. But, mm -hmm. yeah, it's a, it's a process for sure. It is a science at the end of the day, which is why there's mad money being made off of it right now. Yeah. Legally. is, But it's crazy to... Because I have friends that have been doing it for a very, very long time. So they, they were doing it on like the gorilla market, like the black market. It's crazy how much like work and like... Um, what is it? Uh, just things you have to do around the plant through, the, through its grow process to think that a bunch of people were doing it like illegally mm -hmm. and hiding that shit from everybody everywhere. So it was like, that's a lot of shit to just be hiding and then transporting. Like, cause you got to go to the store and get soil and nutrients and, you know, things to, to make it easier along the, the way of growing as far as like pots and draining things and reservoirs and water pumps and all kinds of shit. No. And so unless you're growing outdoor, when you grow outdoor, it's, you're on God's time and you're just letting the world do its thing. So you really just got to nurture it as far as like water, your water balance, the nutrients in your water and what you're feeding it. You know, you can still fuck it up. It's still a very sensitive plant. It's probably like the most sensitive plant out there. It's depressing though, you know, when I just asked you, like once you clip the buds, plant, plant is basically useless. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it kept growing. <laughs> well, it's, you can't, you have to have, it's called having a mother plant and you have to have it in a vegetative state the entire time, which means light 24 hours. Okay. So like you... Never gets a break? Yeah. Well, it doesn't, not that it never gets a break, it just never flips the light cycle, which turns it into flower. Uh -huh. None of that shit ever actually, uh, actually, um... What is it? Damn, I hell, just lost my train of thought. I totally smoked on the way over here. My little wax pants. So <laughs> you're super, too high. I'm, super, I'm actually really high right now. It's pretty nice. No, you're talking about it never comes out of vegetated state. Always lights. Yeah, it's, yeah. So it has light on it for 24 hours. And in uh, that process, it never goes into flower, which means that it just stays in this area where it can keep growing. And they call those the mother plants. And usually you find a mother plant by like fucking trial and error pretty much whatever plant comes out female and then yeah. good buds grow from that plant you fucking take that plant and you uh you clone it and then which is like there it's crazy because like you you said it's sad how like at the end of the plant it's uh it just gets cut and then it's dead but for eight weeks of its life it's a completely reusable plant that can give life to a fuck ton of other plants because mm -hmm. you just keep cutting clones off of it and if the clones are good then those are going to eventually turn into like flowers and stuff mm. yeah it's nuts it's like it's a lot. It's 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 a lot. <laughs> the more mm -hmm. I learn about it, the more I'm like, damn, this is a fucking. This is a whole bunch of. It's like it's an endless journey of learning, anyways, because like you can always find out, do different things. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's just crazy because my I have a garden at home with like vegetables and like plants and like edible plants and flowers and shit. Like my mom mm -hmm. and my sister uh, have one at home too, and those things are super sensitive. You can just like, I mean, those things aren't that sensitive. You think they are, but like compared to like a marijuana plant, fuck. It's fucking, it's nuts how much nutrients you can feed uh, a cannabis plant versus like how little nutrients you need to feed plants mm -hmm. that we like eat and flowers that just grow to be pretty and shit. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
I was telling him earlier how I went to Home Depot a year ago. I think I was gonna hammer or something. And then I saw these Venus fly traps on my, um, when I was checking out. And I bought a couple, they died. Like, why they die? So I started looking online. Oh, you're not supposed to give them water with nutrients. It's supposed to be distilled water. So when got more, those died because they've been sitting in a store all day. You need to slowly acclimate them to the sunlight. And so I went and got more. Next thing you know, I have trays of these stupid things. <laughs> and then they finally started, you know, getting the red traps and becoming bigger. And I actually repotted them yesterday. <laughs> it sounded like Martha Stewart, but right. yeah, I don't know. They're just like alien plants. They Those eat. things are crazy. They're yeah. Like, they just like open their fucking shit and plop. <laughs> exactly. They'll eat frogs. They'll eat. Ooh. You know, humans are trying to eat. Plants, but the plants are eating the meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. Carn carnivores, carnivorous plants. I guess I don't know. If I don't yeah, know. and there's all kinds. There's ones with I forget the name of it. It's such a long ass word, but basically the 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 bug will land on it. It's got these like sticky gel things attached to the plant, and the plant slowly just curls the insect up. <laughs> and they have another one called a pitcher plant, where it's just basically like a bowl hanging from a <laughs> a plant. And the and like say a butterfly or something will go in there and it will just fall in and it has acid in the bottom. Damn. It just eats it. <laughs> yeah, so that's why That's fucking nuts. The soil to the plants, it has to be, you know, nutrient free because it gets all the nutrients from the, the bugs, right? Yeah, yeah. That and makes so sense. I had to get sphagnum moss from New Zealand. I guess it's like the best of the best to grow it in. And uh yeah, man, it's it's a trip. I never thought ever I'd be all in a plants <laughs> it's tight like i've always been into growing the like the idea of growing stuff because i've had homies that uh oh yeah john ramos yeah he has a fucking dope ass farm in like the middle of the city and like it was like yeah. a dump back there and then he turned into a straight fucking he had tomatoes and peppers and goats and chickens and horses mm -hmm. and made dope ass goat cheese once i saw that i was like damn that shit's super tight. Like, I should learn about that, but I never really actually dabbled in because I never really had my own house. Yeah. And then my, once my sister bought a house, I started fucking around in the yard a bunch. Like, I split, I we removed, mainly me, but a bunch of us, all of us helped, but it was mainly me that removed all the rocks from the backyard. Mm -hmm. Like, all those motherfucking things. Started digging up dirt and then putting fences around certain areas of the yard so we can actually, like, grow shit because we have five dogs. Mm. The dogs would fuck shit up or piss on things, which no. would just ruin your shit. No. <laughs> John Ramos was quite the renaissance man. I remember he flipped houses and he grew his own stuff. I remember he was talking to me the process of making cheese. Yeah, dude, he made some bomb-ass goat cheese. It tasted different, like, but hella good. Like, and he was a mason and all this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was like branched out all kinds of things. I'm like, wow, you're quite the, quite the guy <laughs> to know. <laughs> he definitely has done when the zombie show. apocalypse happens, I mean, you want to hang out with John Ramos. Yeah. That Remember was, Goose? Yeah, the Goose is the dude you he's want to hang up, out he's with. He's another one, too, yeah. The apocalypse. He, he could build a house with, with running water. I swear, that guy was very... <laughs> dude, he had a crazy-ass hatchet that I was fucking around with for, like, hours one day. It was like a shovel hatchet. We were, we were out shooting, and I kept just, like, fucking digging up holes in the wall and shit with, like, this shovel hatchet thing. He's like, bro, you want me to make you one? I'm like, hell yeah, if you can, but... I don't think he ever got around to it. I definitely didn't remind him. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we would all park at the the win. Yeah. And he was walking by himself, and I was creeping up on him, and I like ran at him. He did this whole swan pose thing. <laughs> I was like, holy shit! <laughs> you 
remember he's a, he's a ninja. Dude, you remember when he used to dive for like wine glasses that were like falling off tables? Have you ever seen him do that yes. shit? Yes. Where he would like slide on his knees and open neat. his apron, bro. Yeah, he'd be like Neil from the Matrix. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? And his laugh, the reason why they call him Goose because of his laugh. Uh, it's, if, you, if you got him like with a good joke, because it had to be something like really, really funny. Then yeah, dude, he just started sounding like Yeah, he never laughed, but when he did, it was like eh, 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 eh. And he would have to like run in the back to hide his laugh because <laughs> it was loud as the fuck. The whole restaurant would hear him. That's why he called What a dudes. character. That dude was tight as fuck. He's still around here doing something, I think. I saw him about I think two years ago, Chris and I went to this faux place and he's like, Goose is meeting up with us. I was like, Oh, okay. I haven't seen Goose in like ten years. Oh yeah. And uh, just, there's Goose. I'm like, wow, it's been a while. <laughs> Chris So? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, he's dope as fuck. Yeah, I love Chris. Yeah, me and him were roommates for like a year, ten, nine years ago. Shit, almost ten years ago. I told him, I was like, come on the podcast. He's like, I don't know if I want to speak out. You know, I get because people have jobs and this yeah. is cancel culture and I shit. I mean, yeah, it's like, you know... If we become fucking famous and big and people start looking up old shit, then yeah, they might have something to say like, oh, and then you're just Angelo like... Angelo said this 10 yeah. years ago. And then you're just like, my bad, fucking, I was in a different state of mind and like... And then I, I lose know. my sponsors and I'm like, hey guys, listen, I just want to apologize. I mean, obviously don't say anything fucking racist or crazy or like super like nuts, which we're having a conversation right now and... Even if the microphone wasn't on, you still don't want to say crazy ass shit like that because I don't feel no. like type, those type of people anyways. I mean... It's like there's jokes, obviously, you know, that we make that you probably shouldn't make on a microphone, but if the microphone's in front of you, you should be aware of that. And if you're not, then yeah, it can definitely come back and bite you in the ass. But, Bro, they're canceling Dr. Seuss and yeah. Mr. Potato Head, and today is Pepe Le Pew. Like, what? Why Pepe Le Pew? Because he was like, like rapey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember he would always yeah, like, grope the girls and, yeah. you know, they're trying to get rid of him. I'm like, are you oh, serious man. right now? I think this is like a, like a diversion to take your mind off what's happening in Syria right now. Like that's getting bombed. Yeah, I heard, I heard about that shit too. I'm like, damn, again? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Back like, to that shit. I feel deep down it's all about money and profit, you know, because... We will never show what we do to other countries. It's always... What they do to us. Exactly. You know, or we'll make up some diversion to place blame on them. They're doing this, so we got to attack, you know? I I started reading David Icke like 10 years ago. And I know he's considered like a conspiracy theorist. But a lot of the shit he says is true. Same with Alec Jones. And you know, Alex Jones, everyone thinks he's a nut job and all this, but... He, like, he is, but he's also, like, he's very, uh, he does a lot of research, though, you know? It's like, yeah. Dude, he called out Jeffrey Epstein, like, in 2003. He's like, this guy's got an own private jet, a fucking island with his, like, minor-age kids, and he's having sex with them. Everyone's like, you're just conspiracy theorists, you're bullshit. Years later, it starts coming yeah. out. I feel like everything he's saying is, like, finally being exposed, Damn. you know? Yeah, and, the world is fucking crazy. But I feel like it's always been like that. It's no. just shitty that, yeah, we fuck up other countries for their resources. We're just doing, in my opinion, like what the Crusaders were doing back in the day, going around in different fucking countries, conquering land and making them take on, like, what was it, Catholicism or some shit? Or what, they were Catholics, right? Catholics? I forget the story of the Crusaders. I, last time I studied them was... Pfft. 
It was well, yeah, sixteen. Yeah, I think well the I don't shit. The Crusaders are from Spain, right? They're the fucking Spanish. They went around and just fucked everyone up pretty no, much around the world. I almost. I can't say anything about them because I don't know enough. <laughs> shit, I think that's what they are. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Spanish. I don't know if they're the Crusaders. I'm pretty sure they were, but I could be fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. But the Spanish were for sure. They went around fucking shit up and they converted everyone to like their religion. And it's kind of like we're kind of doing the same shit right now because when they take over these countries, they try to instill like a little bit of a. What is it? A democracy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it's not religion, but it kind of is, you know, and fucking it's like you go over to fucking places like the Middle East, start taking resources, putting army bases and then slowly start making the people like understand democracy more. Mm-hmm. And some people explain it that like you need it there because people are fucking like terrorists and like people over there are like that crazy or certain groups of people over there are that radical and that crazy that you need, like, uh, an army or a police force that can fight against it. And so that's what we're there for. Mm-hmm. There's, like, the double-sided argument of why it's necessary, but... Yeah, shit. I feel like we bully. Remember Chelsea Manning? I mean, he was a guy. Now he's a girl. But Manning basically expose this footage to WikiLinks of what we do. Just innocent civilians, and we're just gutting them down. I don't know if you ever saw that video he exposed. But, you know, they eventually, the U.S. government eventually arrested him, took him in for espionage, and they just tortured this fucking kid. Like, how dare you expose your traitor and all this? And Ron Paul was like, we need more Chelsea Mannings, you know? Like, to show behind the scenes, like, what we're doing to people. Yeah. It's a problem, and it was just really sad. Now, you know, he transitioned to a transsexual and then wants to kill himself, and I think he got arrested again. I've, I haven't been following the story too much ever since it all went down. I think Barack Obama pardoned him. But, um, yeah, it was just sad, like, what we do to other countries, and everybody hates us, you know? Yeah, they used to love us. Now a lot of people hate Americans. Because it's like, because the internet, not not because of the internet, but the internet is endless information and pretty much exposes everything. And mm-hmm. so the internet's getting further and further and wider. And when other people look up shit, they can kind of see or believe whatever they perceive America to be. And it's not like California mm-hmm. fucking beach girls and shit. Like people <laughs> used to think. LA and, and New York yeah, and Florida. Everyone used to just come here and be like, yeah, we got to go fucking see American stuff. And they still want to. Like, there's very much a, a big want for it. But at the same time, there's a lot of, like, hate for us and disgust mm. because they can see, like, how fucking shitty stuff is. And then when President Trump didn't help that image, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people fucking were like, who the fuck is this guy just talking shit? Mm-hmm. You know? And so it's kind of like, I feel like last couple of years, couple of years, last, like, 10 years, America has, like, kind of shot itself in the foot a little bit. Not shot itself in the foot, but, like, embarrassed itself a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just on how we... Because even this whole pandemic, like, we've probably reacted the worst to it. Well, initially the worst, and then other countries kind of started fucking being fucking up to and shit. Yeah, I was listening to Dan Crenshaw talk to Bill Maher. You know who Dan Crenshaw is, right? Yeah, he's... Republican, and Bill Maher is a Democrat, and, you know... Bill Maher was basically saying, you're such an intelligent guy, you know, why would you be on Trump's side? He's like, you know, I can't defend everything the guy says. However, you know, there was only 103 cases of COVID in the beginning of March. He says the American people would not have allowed to shut down the American economy, the best we've ever seen, over 103 cases. And 
Bill Maher's just like, uh, well, you know, he had nothing to say about that, right? I guess we should have closed down in December, according to... I mean, I don't... The, as far as, like, you can't fucking... Nobody... Everyone downplayed the entire thing. The world... The everybody, world, yeah. Besides fucking Australia and, like, New Zealand. Everyone downplayed the shit out of it. You know what I'm saying? Every major fucking country downplayed it. It was just like, the fuck... Like, that's one thing where I'm like... Yeah, Trump could have done something different, but, like, how different? Really, the only... The, the thing that fucked us up was when we reopened, we had no rules. I don't know if mm-hmm. you remember that. Like, like when, when like in June, I think it was, because we went two months. Yeah, so March, April, May. Yeah, in June, when we started reopening things, we had no rules. There was no mask mandate. There was no fucking... There was no capacity thing. It was, like, it wasn't very much. And then we all just kind of went ham, and then cases spoke, spiked like a motherfucker, and then they started pulling back. So people started getting hella mad because it was, like, you gave them a little taste of their freedom and then started ripping shit away again. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what fucked shit up. It was, like, because we... Because yeah. bars were open, and then they closed them. Remember? They closed them for months, and then no. they didn't reopen for a while. Mm-hmm. You, could, you couldn't go to a bar and sit down. You had to, like, sit at a table. No. And then fucking... It, that's what that's in my opinion what i think happened is like our first shutdown everyone was kind of like fuck scared and shit and then unemployment came in and people started getting paid so they were like cool about it and then they opened up and just said go ahead we're fine and we weren't (laughs) and then Mm -hmm. shit got worse and i think that's what really pissed people off Mm -hmm. and fuck shit up you know yeah i remember remember that when uh the mask mandates weren't in place I remember going into stores and everyone's wearing a mask and I'm not. And everyone's looking at me. And you could tell people wanted to say something. But I'm big. Like, if you don't know me, I just, like, I'm not going to fuck with that guy. And, you know, and so then they had the mask mandate. And then I put it over my nose. Dude, I seriously can't breathe in that thing. Like, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like breathing in my own carbon monoxide, you know? I mean, it sucks, but I work with that shit all day long. And I can't have my nose that I work. just can't. Yeah, now I've adjusted and all this shit. And I still hate it. Even when I'm at the gym on the... That fucking sucks, bro. I, that's why I don't go to the actual gym gym. Because I'm like, I'm not about to wear a mask and work out. Like that's Yeah, they have little shit. mask like, police. Like, I'll have it under my nose when I'm on that... What's that? Eucalyptus machine? The elliptical? Yeah, the elliptical. <laughs> they, uh... You know, I'll have it under my nose and... Guy will just be like... Look at it. You know, taps his nose. And I'm yeah. like, seriously? But, uh... I can't wait till this shit's over. You know, I was reading today that H1N1 took out... 300,000 people, the swine flu took out over 500,000. How come we didn't shut shit down for that? Because it was the trans, the transmissions, like how it was the, what made the shutdown happen was how fast you could spread it. Because mm-hmm. all those, you, all those you could only spread it by like the half a person or one mm-hmm. and a half a person or some shit like that. Like it was hella bad, but it's it, the way you spread it was like really close. It had to do with the spreading pretty much. And the corona, we didn't know too much about the actual virus. We just know that that shit was going... It was just like hitting people like a machine gun. Mm-hmm. And then there was like super spreaders versus people who don't spread it. And fucking... It was just way unpredictable. This is just like shit that I've read about it. That Because that's a fucking common question. It's like there's been all this other really bad shit. Like the West Nile was a badass one too. Mm-hmm. But Even auto accidents. 115,000 people die a month from auto accidents. We're not banning cars. Fucking smoking, secondhand yeah, smokes. Yeah, but that's... You know, like, the death counter they had on CNN? Yeah. If they did that with auto accidents, dude, tuberculosis kills 4,100 people yeah, a day. Yeah, but those are things that are, like, contracted in, uh, in like, moments in life type shit. Like, like it's not, like, uh, this with this shit, it's, like, literally you walk into a fucking a store and, like... 
every day a certain amount of people are just going to walk out with the virus. Da, da, da. That doesn't happen. Well, the chances of you dying are like point zero 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 two. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not it's not high, but it's the fact of like it fucks your shit up, and it's still it's the it's the that percentage is hella low, but when you times it on like the human level scale, because it hit everyone around the world, it's a fat ass number. Yeah, you know, and so like, and it's only and people that die from it are people that can't handle the recovery, because what it does is it just breaks your immune system down like hella bad to where like you're just fucking sick as shit and it could be a mm. sore throat it could be a fever it could be a cold it could be whatever but you just get really sick it'll start collapsing your fucking lungs and your like uh yeah your your lungs and your oxygen levels mm -hmm. that's when it gets really bad as as you like are in life is if you're a healthy person your body's gonna be able to naturally fight that off no but if you're old you naturally can't fight that off because no. your body's fucking dying you're old and or you just don't sick, take care of yourself yeah that's the other one too if you don't take care of yourself as well if you're fucking you know diabetic or i shouldn't say diabetic but like if you're overweight and you know have really bad eating habits and shit and your lungs start getting attacked that's mm. not gonna help you know so like it's it's that that we know from this shit. The Ebola and all the other viruses do one type of thing to you, not a bunch mm. of different type of things. And so it was kind of easier to kind of like trace and point. And then they didn't, they didn't jump from person to person because it's like, like when you go outside and drive, your statistics of, uh, your statistics of, uh, what is it? Um, uh, your statistics of getting an accident are like a certain percentage, right? Super, super mm. low. And that's like in your city. With the corona, when you walk outside and walk into a building, your statistics are super, super high. And so, like, they can't, they can limit buildings, but they can't, like, limit the fucking world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, like, at this point, they're just like, well, cars are a human fucking thing that we control. And it's like, they're going to give us a responsibility with this virus. They can't. There's no control over that. It's literally yeah, just but it doesn't make sense when you go to a restaurant, for instance, and you got to wear the mask while you're walking through it. But when you sit down, if you're at a party six, you could take yeah. it off and they can all take it off. All it takes is just one person to have it at the table. Yeah, that, you know what I'm that's weird as fuck. That, I, for sure, is hella weird. That's, like, that's it's weird. Like, but I, to me, that's, that's because... In Las in Nevada specifically, we we never shut down a hundred percent besides those first two months. Mm -hmm. After that, because we don't make shit here, because we're fucking we're not a industrial like state. We just we we're a service state. I think they needed to stay open. Like the casinos mm -hmm. were probably like, we're never fucking closing down. Like we don't mm -hmm. care what the fuck you say. So the officials and shit were like, all right, well we're gonna just do like fifty percent. They did capacity. close the casinos down. Yeah, for the first two months. But after oh. that, it never closed again. And we needed to close down again if we wanted to recover. Dude, there would have been weren't. anarchy in the streets if they didn't open back but up. They just, they, and they weren't going to do it regardless. And so with leaving that open, they had to make these weird-ass rules that didn't, don't really yeah. make sense. But, they, can't, but they, still, they still have a way of profiting. You know, there's still like mm -hmm. a way of making some money. It knocked out a bunch of fucking mom-and-pop businesses that capacities were like under 100 at 100%. Mm -hmm. So their fucking 50% is like 50-something people or 40-something people. And it was just not enough to sustain their rent or their food product and shit. So that was like super fucking shitty. But I was, in my opinion, I was just like, they're never going to shut down Vegas because we have nothing to offer that's essential besides services. Service, yeah. yeah. And so they're just like, well, fuck it. We're just going to, you know, leave these open. And then they limit us to 25%. Um, what is it? Twenty five percent. Fucking. Isn't it thirty five percent now? It's now it's thirty five. It went back up, and it's gonna go to uh, fifty percent in like on the fifteenth. So I think in like fucking six days. Oh really? Mm -hmm. I'm not paying attention. I, I had to tune out the news just because it's so negative yeah. and toxic for your mind. You know, you got these people saying one thing, got this person saying the other thing. Could it also be this? You said America got most infected. Is it Americans in general are fat? Yeah. <laughs> you can land any. Airport in America, you get off, you're gonna see 
morbidly obese people. You know, like if you go to Europe, all these people are healthy, well, a majority of them. But when I was over there, they look at Americans like we're just all fat and stupid and lazy. You know I mean, fucking, we're we're definitely entitled, which with that comes, yeah. you know, which with and just as a country, it's because we do we do have it hella good here. You know, like mm-hmm. when I go to Mexico, it's fucking dope and it's super chill and I'm super relaxed when I'm over there. It's like a whole different vibe. But there's definitely limitations. There's definitely like like fucking. Our water system here, you know, filtration system is just like yeah, way better, better than a bunch yeah. of other countries. So it's like that's something that we don't really think about and we hella take for granted. And so when we go to other countries and people see us, they're like, yeah, you guys fucking have it all and you're still fat and fucking lazy. Like we don't get it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. You, I, I realized when I went to Bulgaria and all these people, I went to Vienna, Austria actually is very nice. But when I went to Bulgaria, for instance, I... <laughs> Okay, so when you the place I was in, I don't know if it's a whole country, but I saw it in, in another room too. When you go to, to take a shit, I, I brought towels with me because there was no tub to catch the water. You know, when you're taking a shower, there's a tub to catch the water. Yeah, the water was just going all over the floor. There's just one drain in the middle of the bathroom. E- exactly right. Yeah, and so I'm like, I want people's body juices on my jeans every time I go to the, you know do a number two, right? So I would take a towel and put it down, and they're like, "You're such a spoiled American." I'm like, spoiled? That's nasty. I don't want your grody-ass body juices on my shit, you know? And I would just use up all the towels. <laughs> and there were... And the homelessness of animals over there was disgusting. Yeah. I mean, you don't see homeless dogs running around the street in Vegas. Not That's like alien to me, right? Yeah. And um, over mean, there, if it was like a pandemic, it was just... Yeah, that's, in Mexico, it's very similar. Yeah. Like, there's homeless dogs everywhere, but they're like... It's because it's they just treat dogs like dogs most people which yeah. is like hey they give them like street food they fucking let them handle each other's shit like i saw a dog cross a fucking oh, a crosswalk and like paying attention to the street lights bro like just sitting at the <laughs> i swear to god it was a fucking busy ass shopping center or a, a busy intersection he's like it's about to turn red i better yeah, hurry up literally sitting, on the fucking, literally sitting on the corner by himself and then all of a sudden the light turns green and this food just kind of like waste a little bit starts seeing the cars moving and then just starts move just starts going across the street what? i was like what the Fuck, like, did he smoke a cigarette? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who was fucking smoking? smoking That's crazy. I remember I was at a restaurant over there, and you know, we're outside, and these homeless animals, I was seriously just giving it all my, all my food, and they're all looking at me at the table. I'm like, what's wrong with you people? You guys have no emotions. And my buddy Ivan goes, Angelo, let me tell you this over here, it goes, man, horse. Uh, lobster, dog, woman. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm like, you guys are savages. <laughs> so we have a scale of importance in our life. <laughs> yeah, it's like Vegas is mostly clean besides like the northeast side, basically. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's it's all, it's it's just like every other big city. There's clean parts and there's dirty parts, but yeah. even the dirty parts are super Somewhat clean d- yeah. compared to dirty parts in other countries. Exactly. Like, it's fucking, because so, it's like out, out here... You know, the further you go up into the mountains or in the hills, the richer and the nicer the houses get. In Mexico, yeah. where my family's from, it's called a, a town called Ciudad Guzman that's actually called Zapotlan El Grande now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, the further you go up into the hills, the shittier the houses are. That's where the shacks are and, uh-huh. like, the fucking makeshift, like, little square fucking homes, you know, like cheap brick and fucking uh, metal sheet metal and shit is like what they like make them out there and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's just hella different. The more inner city you go to, the more nicer the houses are because the houses are like they're fucking 
they're all like a they look like a warehouses and shit just like a bunch of like fucking walls with gates and shit and then doors in them and then you open them and then the house is inside of like that walled gate Mm -hmm. and so it looks cool as fuck they're super nice and they're they're really long and shit and then you can build up as much as you can like once you Mm -hmm. buy your land you can build as high as you want it doesn't fucking matter if you can build it Mm -hmm. it's fucking it's a trip goals yeah shit's tight See, I strive for shit like that. And I feel like once I get it, I'm going to be like, oh, this is meaningless. <laughs> like, do you see that thing the other day? I, I saw on, I think, TikTok or something. Michael, Mike Tyson, this guy goes, look at all these championship belts you got, Mike. And he's like, this is all garbage. Yeah. He's like, what's important now is my family and all this. But I was thinking, those are what supported your family. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... It- yeah, that's for sure. It's like you can't like not give thanks for all that because that's how that's how you got to where you're at. Yeah. But I think in his mind he was probably like because that fool was a fucking maniac when Beast. he was boxing. Yeah. So I think in his God. mind he was like he he associates the feeling the person that he was to getting all that and he's just like nah fuck that. <laughs> I see a lot of people who are rich that are kind of depressed and they're on all kinds of prescription pills and. You know, I, I heard this, I think it was Elon Musk or some some rich fucker was like, he's like, I know all these billionaires. He's like, out of 15, like 14 of them, they're depressed. <laughs> and I, you know, I th- heard that, you, you heard of Dan Bilzerian? Yeah, yeah. He was saying how, you know, you have all these highs in life, you know, like you get the jet and then it becomes a habit and you're like, ah, it's a fucking jet, you know, yeah. oh, I got the Ferrari, it becomes a habit after a few months, yeah. now it gets me to A and B like every other car, it's just stupid, you know, there's no more like of those highs, yeah. you know, once you like travel the world and, you know, buy everything, you just kind of like, okay, now, now what I look forward to, now yeah. what can I strive for? I think that is like doing that by yourself versus doing it with somebody that you like care about or friends. Cause a lot of those motherfuckers, I feel like, don't have like genuine as dope friends. Yeah. Cause if I was rich, I'd be taking a bunch of me and my friends out all the time, and we're a good ass time. So that would just be fun as fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, but at we the same a- time, yeah, like it's like how often can you do that before you're like, all right. What if you had a friend though that was like, hey, Osiris, you know, like, can I get like, you know, a meal? I'm struggling. <laughs> I'd be like, what's the fucking business plan for, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah, you're turning this mill into more mills? Yeah, for sure. I'm just gonna give anybody a fucking million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know when when that lottery is that one bill, I was like. You know, they're like, oh, you're going to give it to your friends and family? I go, well, yeah, but some of my friends and family aren't good with money. No matter how much I can give them, they're going to they're gonna be in bankrupt like in five years, you know? Yeah, it's, yeah, that's pretty, it's, I would for sure give a fat chunk to my family and hope that like it wouldn't ruin their fucking life, you know what I mean? Because you can, like a lot of money can fuck your life up if you don't sure, know yeah. what the fuck you're doing or just, you know, buying the wrong shit. But um, I would for sure do that just because it's like they've fucking just given me so much. Not money-wise, but, you know, just the ability to... But what if you gave your parents 10 mil and then they blew through it, like, in a few years? Would you give another 10 mil? I don't... I mean, shit. I would fucking... I would probably set up some sort of a fund that, like, makes like that them money every year. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, like, a, yeah, like a releasing fund. Yeah, you get 10,000 yeah. a month. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> There's a cap. Yeah, I would set up some sort of a plan. I, honestly, like, I kind of thought about it. I was like, man, what the fuck would I do for, with $500 million? I was like, I would go to an accountant and to like a fucking lawyer and set up a team yeah set up a team of people that like know how to invest and put like quarter of the money into that quarter of the money into fucking of like shit yeah i don't yeah. fucking know i would probably hold on to a bunch of it it's like there's that's the that's like fucking the never-ending answer 
<laughs> yeah, I know exactly what to do with this shit. Like, if I had a billion dollars, first of all, I mean, at that point, I would take a hundred mil and just give it to friends and family, like we've been talking about, and then another hundred mil would probably just go to assets. And yeah. I do. I, I've studied finance, and you realize, like, okay, so I started with Rich Dad Poor Dad, and then I read The Richest Man of Babylon, like every book you could possibly think of. And after a while, after like the tenth book, they start to say the same shit, you know. Spend less than you earn. Yeah. You, you know, if you're not good with money when you're broke, you're not going to be good with it when you have a lot. That's why these fucking Powerball winners end up, like, yes. dead or, like, end yeah. up missing or some shit. It's, like, it's, well, there's, like, we're the, bankrupt. There's the lottery curse. It's, like, 90% of lottery winners have just ended in disasters and yeah. shit. It's, like, yeah, there's, like, a couple that have been... There was, there was a TV show based on, like, all these lottery winners. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I think... See, I would fucking take a quarter of it and donate it to the automatically. I would donate a fuck ton to a bunch of different charities, like off the back. I don't know about these charities, dude. I feel like I wouldn't. It wouldn't. I feel like the people who started the charities are profiting. I would just go up honestly to fucking homeless people, and be like, dude, here's like a grand, here's two thousand, here's. I would just go up to because these charities, it's like you could write that as of a tax thing, right? Yeah. Well, I would. I mean, I would do. I should say charitable shit with a, with a quarter of the money, and I would. I would honestly get a team set up of with that and be like all right focus on a bunch of different charities and doing on the street shit too like f actually buying a bunch of food for certain neighborhoods going to food banks and shit like yeah. that like doing a bunch of local shit but in different areas i would just set up a I team don't trust these charities all these people that start charities are like wealthy <laughs> like, like look at like goodwill for instance yeah. you know when you go donate to goodwill they have like a handicapped person on the truck what they're doing with that shit you put in there they're they have they're setting up at the goodwill stores yeah yeah for sure they're like, selling fuck the good off. stuff but a lot of that money is to pay the employees to pay it's because like the non there's all they're making money for sure i'm not saying they're not making money but they still have to pay like staff and so that's yeah. how they they find ways to make money off of the charitable shit they're doing by paying staff. And, and how much is the owner of the guy who started goodwill yeah, I don't know. Probably multi-millionaire, yeah, right? for sure, yeah, yeah. Like, all these charities, I don't trust them. I know it's, like, <laughs> they're, a but, tax write-off and all this shit. Well, the thing is, they're, they're, they're still businesses at the end of the day that are helping a cause, and that costs money. Mm -hmm. So they have to find a way to make money to keep helping the cause. But the, the, the CEO of that cause is dripping in diamonds. Well, yeah, that's that's <laughs> and that's a fucking that's a problem within the company. Or so I, we, you and I could start a charity right now. Call it I don't know AIDS research for dogs or something, right? Yeah. And then go out there, convince a lot of people, give us a yeah. ton of money. Yeah, we help the cause a little bit, you know, yeah, but well, we that, profit. I mean, that's if if we have it set up that way. But if you're a, actually about your charity shit you're probably going to dump the majority of the money into there and then you know pay your staff or whatever that's the way you're supposed to do it obviously mm -hmm. there's motherfuckers that are taking oh, yeah, I could more be, i could be totally wrong about this but i feel like that's you know same with like churches the priest always drives like bro. churches these, are nuts that some of these fucking you don't have to pay got, taxes churches don't pay taxes which is just fucking and some stupid. of them fly private jets yeah, they like that one idiot that stuff. blew covid away yeah <laughs> <laughs> i blow you away <laughs> Dude, he, he bought a private jet. He's like a million, a, a multi-millionaire. Right. I mean, come on. He's like, I got that. What is I that? got that private jet for a bargain. <laughs> what is it? Not Jeffrey Epstein. The Weinstein. Not Weinstein. The fucking... The, the, the producer from Hollywood? No, the other church fucking guy. The young looking church. Olstein. Olstein, yeah. That Joe motherfucker. Olstein. They had to like beg that fool to open up his church. Uh, for like the homeless people? Yeah, or, for, yeah. I think that and the, the hurricane, one of the hurricanes. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, and it was like, bro, like, what the fuck? Are, you're a fucking church and it's massive room. This fool was exactly. like refusing to open until they were like, it's yo. It's part of God's plan. I talked to him last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, those motherfuckers are all the devil.
<laughs> oh my god yeah it's like you said in a couple podcasts ago like if you want to be rich create a religion you know? oh for sure dude. dude I think there's fuckery every time you like start to dig deep into shit there's always like fuckery that's why I had to kind of pull out these wormholes and rabbit yeah, holes rabbit holes will fuck you up oh my goodness and then everyone will just say you're conspiracy theorists and all this shit and it, well it's more like I, I'm not saying I believe it I'm just saying like listen to it real quick like it's you can t- you take it out with the grain of salt it's could be a hundred percent bullshit. It could be I don't think a hundred percent right, but also but there's there's just it's it's fun to dissect what could be, but you just have to be able to pull it back and focus dude, on your life. A lot of people aren't dissecting this shit though. Like yeah. with this last election, people bear do I would listen to Ben Shapiro. I listen to all these people for like hours when I'd be at the gym or I would play in my car, and I'm thinking to myself, does the average person spend this much time looking? No! They probably fucking work all day, playing with their kids, whatever. At the end of the night, they'll probably look at the news for like five minutes and, oh, Donald Trump's a racist. Oh, oh I'm going to tell everyone's a fucking racist. They're, gonna, they're like, they see that the fucking mouth. And then I'll just talk to somebody about it and it's like, what? How? Show me an example. Like, and they implode on themselves by just simply me asking them questions. I'm yeah. like... I'm like, you obviously haven't looked into this, know what the fuck you're talking about. I would say the majority of us don't do proper research for sure. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Like my buddy Nico, we were going, I thought he was a smart guy too, but whew, him and I got into it. <laughs> fuck. I know I shouldn't say that about people, but <laughs> come like, on, <laughs> dude. The way, so he starts yelling, okay, so he's very anti-Donald Trump and, you know, I just started questioning about it. Like why... He starts getting mad and aggressive and angry. I'm like, dude, just because you're being like this, am I supposed to like fold and shit? <laughs> like you can't no. have a... We're not supposed I'm to like, have emotional reactions to a conversation. I'm like... like and I'll send, him, I'll send him stuff like, here's some stuff like, let me know what you think about this. It's not even that long. It's probably like 30 minutes. Won't even, won't even listen, nothing. Yeah. I'll get back to him like, did you listen to that? I mean, you send me all these articles that I should read yeah. and I read them and I when I send you stuff, you, you don't listen. He's like, brother... I go, who's more open-minded, you or me? He goes, I'm only open-minded during sex. I was like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm like, I listen to your stuff all oh day long, God. but you can't <laughs> listen to my stuff? I was like, this, oh, this conversation is fucking boot because you, you don't even, you, you're not open-minded. It's If you have a half a brain, it's best to listen to this side and that side and just pretty much yeah. stand on the edge of the coin. Well, you know it's, what I'm it's always picking the middle path. That's like the... the Fucking in the spiritual kind of sense, like speak of it is like the the warrior's way is the middle path, which is taking all information and literally not feeling anything about it, just seeing it for what it is, and like whether you believe it or not, you see it for what it is, and you can see the person that it's coming from and be like, all right, I respect your view, and but I'm just gonna pick the middle and just not really give a fuck. I'm just gonna, you know, or not. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say not give a fuck, but it's like. You just, you're able to be like, oh, that's great. Like, mm-hmm. cool. Like, if you don't agree with it, you don't have to fucking sit there and shit on them. And if you agree with it, you can be like, cool, I agree with it, you know, or whatever. But yeah. it's usually when it's information like that, because you can't, that's literally like being like us going outside and, be, and like the sky is blue and you're like, no, it's green. And then we're literally talking about how it's blue and no, it's green. And like, who the fuck is right? No one's fucking right at that point. Like, you're never, we're never going to get anywhere because yeah. that shit's blue to me, but it's green to you. And I can't tell you different. You can't tell me different. That's exactly how I see politics and shit like that. So if anyone is getting mad about something when you're like, hey, bro, this is like an emotionless conversation. These are just facts or like articles against articles and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fucking... It's well, you got the controlled media. I never listen to the controlled media. I feel like most Democrats and liberals do. 
And I listen to people who know the Constitution inside and out fully. Like Ben Shapiro, he's a lawyer. He knows, oh my goodness. Yeah, he's, like, he's a, so this $1.9 trillion package they just passed through, I'm like, oh, it's a good thing. I start listening to him. He breaks it down. And I'm like, okay, this is a fucking horrible idea. <laughs> That's the thing. He's like, a lot of it's not even going to the goddamn people. It's going yeah. to this and this and yeah. just making people rich, you know, uh, the, the, the elite more rich and all this shit. And then I listen to the liberal side and they're like, you know, this is getting Americans out of poverty. I'm like, okay, that's a stupid way to think. It, you know, they wanted $15 an hour. Yeah, Come on, man. That would have destroyed businesses. Businesses would convert over to the machines well, you, much quicker. Yeah, and that's the thing is like people don't understand how inflation works. It's like, hey, if everyone's getting paid $15 an hour, then everything is going up because the yeah. stores – Everybody has to start charging more for products because the products are going up a little bit. So the store's got to charge a little more for the product. And they're paying employees more, so they have to charge even more for the product. Yeah. And it gets taxed on everything. It's like, yeah, dude, a gallon of milk is going to go up a fucking dollar over the course of the next couple of years when we raise minimum wage. Because, you know, we're going up to 12 an hour here. And every year it goes up 75 oh, cents. Yeah. yeah, so like that started like a year ago. So I think Dude, next but you know what else goes up? Gold. Because gold, when you study the money... Gold is a hedge against the dollar. So the dollar every year is like this. Yeah. Gold pretty much, if you look at it, it's like 30 years span is like this. It just hiked up. Bro, dude. <laughs> so I bought a lot of gold. Cause I was making 2000 a week and I take a thousand for me, a thousand for investments. Nice. And then at the time gold was 1100 ounce. It always like stayed there for like the last 10 years. So every week I would put that towards gold. Nice. Gold. Gold. I just stacked this shit up. And then when it started shooting up to 1800 I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, I'm about to be rich in some kind of way. <laughs> but, you know, I was telling my wife this. I'm like, listen, we should invest all of them. Because I feel like this shit's going down, dude. The dollar? The dollar. I feel like all this is kind of a transition for the new world order, a new world no, currency. I don't think that's going to ever happen. A new world order? Yeah, we're not going to all be on one fucking currency. It just won't happen because it's like... There's, they, maybe back in the day when people thought America was like the shit, we could, we were able to like infiltrate, but not anymore now. Like we're, we're having to take down countries for like them creating their own cryptocurrencies and their own gold currencies and shit. Cause we see that as a threat now uh -huh. because other countries are like, no, there's too many countries are like, are going to be like, no, we're not going to go on the same currency. Like we need, that's well, a whole money cycle in itself, having different currencies. And well, I think there's only three countries not on the centralized banking system. North Korea. Cuba, and another one in the Middle East. I think it's Libya or something like yeah. that. But who do you see in the news all the time? North Korea. They're always at fault. Always doing something yeah. wrong. Dude, in 2000, it was a lot more. It was about eight of them not in the centralized banking system. And we yeah. ended up taking that shit yeah. over. Yeah, because they don't, don't want to fucking do it. The thing about the centralized banking system, though, is like, that's all the fucking... What is it? Uh... The fucking the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers, yeah, the tax, the fucking tax money and all that shit. That's like, I don't know. There's that rabbit hole is so fucking far. But what I guess what I'm saying when I, when it comes to like one world currency is there'll never be just like one dollar bill that everyone uses around the world. Mm -hmm. That's like never gonna be a thing because you need that like different space of different monies and competition wise and. Whether it's an illusion or not, it's like that's just never going to change. So I don't think... Well, I think when people think of New World Order and One World Currency, they think like everyone's on the same monetary system. No. But it's like, maybe we are behind the scenes type shit, 
but at the same time, we're really not because numbers are hella different in every fucking country and shit, you know? And like, yeah, and like, prices are different per shit as well. Like, there's, like, food is a lot cheaper in Mexico than mm-hmm. it is here. Yeah, you know, there has been cash that's been worth worthless. Like, in Germany, Zimbabwe's got a trillion dollar bill. Like, money does yeah, yeah. go through hyperinflation. The more, I don't know how this shit's holding up, to be honest, right now. It's, we got, we got what now, like 30 trillion in debt? I don't know. Who, who do we owe that to? Yeah, who? that's the funny part because it's like the, everyone owes it to each other. So you're like, who do we owe it to? Space? Like, what? Like, <laughs> it's fucking, the money just gets printed, just literally just gets printed, and then it's in rotation, and then it's like owed somehow to somebody. On some level, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think, thought about that shit. I think the majority is like through chi- to China, and then you got private sectors, and then uh, you know the, the, that family that runs the Federal Reserve. It, it yeah. isn't privately owned, and it is. And you know, there's 13 families that own that shit. Yeah. And I think these people. I think, you know, the the former CEO or not CEO, the former. He was up there on the Facebook. I forget his name. He has a big ass Indian name. He was like, listen, there's 150 people, all men, that run this world. He says, presidents are just puppets. <laughs> you know, because the people with the gold make the rules, right? Yeah. Presidents never had the fucking gold. No. They never made rules. I mean, they do. They, You know, this is what happens. Every four, okay, because the presidency is a temporary job. One president changes everything, next president changes everything back. And it's been going like that for years, yeah. right? So it's just kind of an illusion. Yeah, it's, it's, you can definitely start peeling back the curtains now and seeing this shit is fucking it's systematic and it's the same and it's coming from somewhere else Mm -hmm. you know like it's fucking it's but at the same time it's almost like it's necessary to like make things progress in the way that whoever the fuck wants this to progress which i think is like technology moving forward and shit Mm -hmm. people are still fucking people though and like you're never there's i feel like there's always going to be this battle between like full control and like no you're not going to have full control because people are fucking always going to fucking prevail or make something that fucks them up like the internet fucked them up you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like the internet fucked the elite up for a little bit and then they started getting used to it and they're like, okay, cool, we have our control again. But now people are free as fuck and all this information is going everywhere, you know, like everywhere and shit. And so, and then Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, that's fucking wrecking some fucking, some of these establishments because that shit's way different and that shit's going to become the new currency, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like that is already undeniable because all these big ass banks are starting to put money in it and starting to play with the market as well. 10 years, 11 years later, 12 years later. And so it's like... I do believe that there's some fuckery going on and there's like these the richest people in the world do get a lot of control but also there's so many there's so much fucking people in the world that all it takes is one person to create something to fuck that system up on them and they have to regroup and redo it and I think that's just been happening forever you know what I mean like you talk about like the pyramids being built like there was elite people back then and shit and there might have been fucking aliens and shit. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And then there was fucking people, like, on the poor people. And I'm pretty sure one of them thought of something that fucked something up or communicated with somebody and mm. fucked shit up. And they no longer exist. And, like, it's... Yeah. I just think that wherever the fuck we're going, it's somewhere that's that's a constant battle of, like, good and evil, so to say. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that whole crypto deal. Um, I saw this guy's spreadsheet on Twitter. So two years ago, he bought, he just spent $100 on each of the cryptos, just 100 He bought $100 worth of Bitcoin, 100 yeah, Ethereum, yeah. all these. And so I think all of them, it was like three grand he invested. 
two years ago, he's up 375%. His three grand has morphed into like $13,500. And he has a spreadsheet and you know, there's garbage crypto. And so he, he keeps a close eye on these things. So if it's like becoming like worthless and booted out, he'll like flip it over into something new. And so, you know, Elon Musk has been talking a lot about Dogecoin. Yeah, Dogecoin. Do- Dogecoin or Doge? Doge. You know how like the Doge is the fucking the Shiba Inu because like that, instead of saying dog, they're like, oh, Doge. Okay. Like it's a joke, and Doge. so someone made a coin called Dogecoin, which is the Shiba Inu logo because of that, like the joke. It was like a fucking joke coin, honestly. That yeah. made it as a fucking funny thing, which is why it was like a tenth of a penny when it first came out. Yeah, now it's going. Like so I spent six, 400 bucks in it, and now I got 5,250 shares, something like that, 263. If it just goes up to a dollar. Yeah, you're fucking so solid. Because would you get it out of six cents, five cents? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I put in 400, now, now it went down to like 305. But the key is to never sell this shit. No, yeah. I, I've churned in crypto. I started buying in 2017. I, I churned like 2,500 into oh, like eight racks right now. Jeez. Yeah, so like it's like it's... I my whole thing is buy and hold because I don't really know how to trade. I do I could fuck around with it because I would totally was like making a profit, selling some, and then buying other ones. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of stopped when I uh, when I lost my job because I didn't really have money to play with like that. Because I was throwing in like a hundred every week type shit mm-hmm. and like and it was just fun to play with. But when I didn't have like loose income like that, I was like, let me not do this anymore. And then I kind of just like fell off. But I did. Um, I did buy shit with the unemployment money for sure. Like during when the pandemic hit and shit, like I was yeah. buying crypto and fucking. Uh, Dude, try that guy's strategy. Just put a hundred dollars in all of them. You know, if if that Doge coin goes to ten dollars, I'll be worth half a million dollars. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. If it goes to twenty dollars, I'm a fucking millionaire. Yeah. And so that's why I, after I saw this guy's spreadsheet, I'll send it to you. After I saw this guy's, I'm like, that's. Like instead of betting on one horse, bet on all the horses. Yeah. Fuck it. Well, it's and all can. of it, yeah, all of it right now is like six cents, five cents. Even you know, even though Bitcoin's at fifty thousand right now, you could still buy just a hundred dollars worth of it. Yeah, you'll yeah. have like point zero 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 nine whatever. Yeah. But uh, that's hella true. Yeah, it's so that's the whole thing with I'm doing with um, the crypto. I got the gold. You ever heard of a guy named Ray Dalio? Mm-hmm. So he owns this hedge fund called Clearwater and he makes 28% annually on his portfolio and Tony Robbins interviewed this guy and he said he's only lost one year back in like the early 90s of his portfolio and so he shows this graph I can send this to you as well this graph of what he puts he puts like 30% into stock 7% into commodities like gold silver etc and then you got uh, long-term bonds, short-term bonds, which I think have gone to shit. So yeah. he's probably allocated that those into the other things. But I'm like, fuck, even real estate, you don't have to go out and look for physical real estate. You can go into like a fund like Cardone Capital or uh, that other fund that's out, High Rise. Yeah. Not High Rise. What's it called? Um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think it's a... Uh, you, it, you can only do a $500 minimum. Yeah, I forgot what the fuck it's called. Something Rise. Yeah. Anyway, then you got that could be part of your uh, real estate portfolio as well. So, dude, in this day and age, there's no reason to be to have an excuse not to have money. Yeah, somewhere like well, not like not even not to have money, but like be using your money, not to be able to be like, oh, you know, I just I don't know where to start or I don't know how to save money. It's like you don't even have to save money; just take a hundred. Yeah, just take a hundred. 
just take a hundred and a uh, hundred every check and throw it Invest. in. Yeah, yeah, throw it in like a little because you can fucking get Coinbase or fucking Robinhood or whatever other one you want to use and shit and yeah. just start investing your money like right then and there and it's, kind of, it's yeah. like a fun and little game. the thing game. to do it, when you study these books, don't in diversify into one asset. You diversify yeah. into all the assets. That's the way to do it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, dude, yeah. I'm telling you, you know, in this day and age, people are so negative and when you try to start a business, for instance, you'll people will just be like, you're, you're, you're going to fail at it. Yeah, you you, fucking, you could be like, hey, I got a job. Oh, that's cool. Where, oh, you know, but hey, I started a business. Oh, well, it's cool. Anyways, how's it? You know, how was your last job? Or <laughs> something. They just usually like, good luck, good luck. Yeah, you know? like I, I've been fortunate enough to fucking have like more people cheering me on and inspiring me than like haters and negative yeah. people. I've definitely had those too, but. It's never really been like I've never had anybody be like you're not gonna make it you fucking suck <laughs> like that would yeah. fucking that would suck ass maybe like or maybe when I first first yeah. yeah maybe when I first first started doing music like when I was like nineteen twenty and like I literally sucked ass but at that point you know I'm not over here telling people like I'm gonna be fucking big or anything but as far as the business goes I think it's fucked up when somebody like discourages you and I used to. I don't want to say discourage people, but like somebody would talk to me about a business idea and you can see how excited they were. And all I can think about was like, I guess. well, no, not, I guess it's like, have you looked into getting a license to, can you, do you have permission to do that? Like, yeah. like look into all this legal shit. And I'm kind of like, man, I feel like when I say that to people, it kind of rains on their parade because yeah. they're like, you're, they're, having, they're super excited and they're just like, oh, I haven't thought about that yet. And they think about it, you can kind of see them being like, oh shit, I guess that would kind of be a little complicated, huh? Or something like that. It's like, yeah. Like, selling things in public, like, there's rules to selling shit in public, you know, mm. especially when it comes to food. And, like, that's one thing where I had to just kind of be, like, hold myself back from saying anything when people are like, yo, I want to start selling fucking quesadillas out of my kitchen. And I'm like, tight, bro, fucking do it and figure do it out, it, you know, because yeah. before I'd be like, well, you know, you got to have a food license to do that. And, like, then I can give yeah, it to you Yeah, people around. stop that. Yeah, and all that shit. the odds and yeah, shit. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, fuck, like, all right, like, that's kind of like, even though you're not trying to be negative... It sounds hella negative, and it sounds yeah. like you're hella being like, you shouldn't go after it. It's going to be complicated. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when I did that network marketing shit. I got involved with Amway in 2015. Oh, my goodness. You find out who who supports oh, you and yeah. who doesn't quick. Like, you ever Keep, join one of those? Yeah. I did ACN when I was like 16, 17, bro. Is that the one with the phones? Yeah, yeah. And they were legit as fuck. It was cool as shit, but whoo. I was young to do it. I had to use my brother's like name and shit to do it because you had to be 18 yeah. to do it. Can, can you trying, scroll that? Make sure it's not. Yeah, it's, it's still going. Is there a way to like make it? I don't know. I don't know what happened. I clicked on something and just like don't want to follow it. <laughs> um, so you joined the AC? Like, did you get far? Did you recruit people and all that? No, I recruited a couple people, but we didn't do shit because it was fucking under eighteen, bro. All my friends were under eighteen, so it, like wasn't like a <laughs> smart move on my part. Like I should have yeah. just waited till I was eighteen and then actually tried. And then by that point, I got like discouraged and shit. But that was my first venture into people being like, what the fuck? And then not really knowing it was network marketing, finding out it was network marketing, and then seeing how many people just straight hated on it. Because it's like, they call it a pyramid scheme and all this shit. And it's like, you can make money in that shit. Yeah. There's definitely a way. You just got to really hustle. And I think that's people's first experience in like, you got to really cold call people and go to people's doors do and really work, try, yeah. yeah, do the fucking work. And that shit's not they easy. They don't do the work. No, hell no. And then they don't get the results and so they're pissed off that they spent this money. You know, they like, call it a scam. Yeah, they call it yeah, a scam. And it's exactly. like, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some, for sure, are scams. There's like actual pyramid schemes but you still make money in those schemes until the scheme's done and then yeah. certain people get fucked. But more, more like what happens usually is somebody will take your money 
and then you won't be able to sell this product and they you know or they sold you a shitty product but when it came to acn like it was actually decent like it was just cheaper phone services and uh and uh what is it um video calls right yeah video calls and shit that, yeah and uh what happened um fucking yeah i was just too young to do it but it was like <clears throat> i learned that's just hustle like and it's like hard hustle and some people are just like they're not some people would they're rather not they're yeah. not built for that they'd rather go clock in and just like work a regular job because it's easier to just kind of do something that you learn real quick and then do it you know yeah. like, that's why most people don't run their own fucking shit and have their exactly. own business and stuff because it's all when you start a business it's all about delayed gratification you know these people employ mindsets they want I'm spending time in this now. I need to get paid now. Yeah. As to business owners, it's like, okay, I know eventually it's going to come, right? Yeah. I'm just going to do the work. And they have a plan too. Like, it's like, yeah. you know, you got to, it's a different way of living because you're surviving on your own fucking grind. And it's, you know, it's just, it's a lot, it's heavy on a lot of people when they're used to living in a household where everyone works. Yeah. You know, like no one like runs their own fucking company. And so you don't really get to learn that shit. It's just taking the dive. It's, yeah, it's fucking. But that's with anything though, like shit, that network marketing or starting your own fucking design company or starting Any your own business, restaurant. Yeah. You still got a 50% chance you're going to make it or not, you yeah. know? Yeah, just like fucking like even barbers and stylists and uh, fucking massage therapists, like they still got to run their own shit, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they can go and get jobs where in places, but like they still run their own fucking shit, tattoo artists too, you know? It's like you're still very much manning your own shit. Like if mm -hmm. you stop working or stop hustling... Your money goes money. down, you exactly. know, it's like, and if you fucking work harder and hustle harder, your money goes up, you know, like it's yeah. fucking, it's a, that, that payoff is way better in my opinion than the employee payoff, but yeah, it's, it's a mindset though too. It's like half mindset, fuck in my opinion. It really, I feel like I'm just not designed to work for people. I don't know. I always feel, you know, my buddy is into this network marketing thing now and he's doing it all wrong. Like I told him no and he keeps like. And then I finally like went to the office, you know, just out of respect for him. Yeah. And uh, I used to jo I used to be in that network marketing. It was called World Financial Group. Mm -hmm. You did the same mm -hmm. shit. Yeah, my friend Gianna bugged me every fucking day to I, go. I, I just regret not actually signing up because it was like three hundred bucks a month uh, yeah. for for the actual life insurance thing or whatever yeah, you gotta take a test and all this shit because I would have fucking had access to it by now. <laughs> yeah. I did this shit when I was like nineteen twenty. So, and it was like 10 years you had to wait before you could start pulling the money. Mm. And I would have had hella access to it now, which would have been tight. But, you know, yeah. you don't believe in that shit as a child. <laughs> he, he's doing it all wrong, though, because, you know, when I did the Amway, Amway actually, they had a program. Uh, it was like a third-party deal where they actually taught you how to go from a boy to a man. And they taught you like these – I'm so glad I joined this. I think everybody should join this. Um I didn't know how to communicate with people. I didn't know how to climb up that conversation ladder, you know? Yeah. And so he basically said, you know, that my mentor, Trevor, who was like the diamond, the double diamond <laughs> yeah. of all this, making like 750000 a year, like yeah. passive income. Yeah. But he was solid. You know, when I worked in the restaurant, I keep flip-flopping, but I'm trying to like go back a little. So when I worked in the restaurant business, I saw this girl I went to school with, Lexi, and I'm like... Oh my god, I haven't seen you since Durango. Like, what have you been doing these days? She's like, oh, I'm retired. I was like, wait, you're my age. You're retired? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, listen, guys, whatever you're doing, give me the scoop. Because I just tried to request Super Bowl Sunday off, and I had to listen to my bossy poo, and he said no. Right? <laughs> and so uh, he, his, her husband gave me the card. He's like, if you're serious, call me. So I call him the next day. 
He wouldn't tell me what it was. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck do you guys do? Yeah, Meet me for cop. Really, yeah. So I had to go through this qualification process, right? Because it's a good process. Because if you do, if he'll be like, meet me here. So I'll meet him for coffee. If I don't, that's like strike one. If I if we reschedule and I don't, he's just not gonna waste my time, right? Yeah. So if you make it through the five steps, so after that he's like, read a book about money. Some book I was like, I already read that book. He's like, read it again, read it again. <laughs> so basically he's breaking me down, right? And then uh, eventually I joined the business and just the way they taught me, like I said, how to climb up the conversation ladder, eventually comes to a point where it's like, hey, so what do you do out here? Oh, you know, I work in fine dining, but in my spare time, I'm working with a couple who retired at age 24 and 25. And three things will either happen. It'll either go over their head like they didn't hear it, or they'll be like, oh, I hope that works out. Yeah. Or they start asking questions like, yeah, what do they do? Yeah. So the people that start asking questions, those are the ones you kind of hook in, you know, yeah. like, like, listen, I can't guarantee you anything, but maybe I could talk to them and they could sit down with you. And that's how yeah. I would get someone under my downline, right? Yeah. And so they would go through the qualification process. Eventually, I got rid of them and I had to start doing the meetings. Meet me for coffee and I'd give them a book to read. Meet me, what's your schedule like this week? Oh, I'm free on Wednesday at five. Yeah. They didn't meet me. So anyways, like I was doing that for a good year and I became really good at it. So my buddy Willie, who's doing it now, I told him no. You're supposed to leave me the fuck alone after this. I'm like, put drill in me. Yeah, you're you like, know? You're, you don't want those people. You don't want people that you have to drill. You're fucking... Yeah. You want someone who's hella interested. <laughs> yeah, because now I'm going to start avoiding your calls at this point because yeah. I know what you're going to want. Yeah. You know, like he'll talk to me for like five minutes and I'm like, oh, any minutes, here it comes, you know. Then he just, hey, when are you going to come to that meeting? Like, dude, is this why you fucking called me? Like, just <laughs> stop. Listen, okay, so it comes to a point where you go, it comes to a point where you go through your whole war market and they all tell you to fuck off. Maybe one or two of your friends will, will come out of respect for you. But after that, you have to start going to the cold market, right? Yeah. So I'd seriously be sitting at like Starbucks or I'd go to like Tivoli Village and shit. I would, I would walk into I don't, like a Foot Locker, for instance, and I'd be like, hey, can I try on that shoe? I'm never going to buy the shoe, but the person – so the age range that you go for is 18 to 35 because yeah. people over 35 usually are closed-minded as fuck and stuck in their ways. Yeah. So 18, 35 – are more open-minded and so I would talk to the guy that worked at Foot Locker like oh what do you do where are you from you know climb up the conversation ladder and then I'd do the whole spiel you know and then you like I would either fly over his head on oh, thank you and then fuck off and go somewhere else right and I yeah. kept doing that and it was just I'm thinking I'm like if I did this to my own business yeah like my digital marketing business or even to like selling my artwork it would pay off a lot it would pay off a lot faster yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because so, that's like your direct product. Your exactly. Product, it's not going through a chain of people. Yeah. You know, once I finally do get somebody, I – exactly. Like I'm like – so I went up to my mentor. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to stop this. We you talking about? You're doing it good. You have this downline. I'm like, just take the downline. Like I feel more motivated doing this with my own product or service. You know what I'm saying? Than, you know, you guys getting the lion's share. I know eventually I'll get the lion's share like down the road, but – I don't know, like, I'd rather do this with my own deal. Yeah. Whatever, man. I'm not going to force you to stay. And But, you know, just starting a business these days, anything, people just will try to knock you down and yeah. bash you. And these work environments are so toxic. Some of them, yeah, are, like, for sure. If, like, some people don't like sharing their dreams or their ideas because some people are just straight haters. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck? That's dumb. That'll never work. You're like, all right, thanks, dick. <laughs> And some of the, even the employees would tell me, like, Angela, you're better off, 
you know, doing your own business than with this network marketing. Network marketing is just a type of marketing. Yeah, I mean, it, it works if it's the right product and the right people. You know, it's like that shit will never go anywhere. That shit will always exist. It's just, yeah. it's, that's a fucking grind. Like, that's a super grind. And it's, it's very much for someone else's product. And then you're relying on other people to sell that product or spread that product so you can make money too. Yeah. So you're constantly having to coach people and, and get people through and shit like that. Miami, Florida, there's all these fucking numbers calling me. I know, dude. I get numbers like to Texas. <laughs> I get Reno a lot. Weird. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's, I think it's a fucking grind and a half. I think the people that make the most money when it comes to network marketing is the people that have the product that are like, you know how we're going to sell this? Network marketing. And they, and they make a fuck ton of money. Yeah, the whole pyramid scheme. Remember a company called 2x2.net? So it was literally a pyramid scheme. They had a pharaoh at the top. So basically, there was no, it wasn't backed by a product or service. When you have a product or service, now you're a viable business, right? And so 2x2.net was basically Osiris. You give me 500. You go, you go convince your network to give you 500. They'll make money. You'll make money. We'll all make money here, right? And so this thing started getting big. I remember like in the early 90s, it was like 2x2.net on like people's cars and shit. And then that ended up getting tackled down. And that's when like the whole thing, like, oh, it's a pyramid, pyramid scheme. scheme. Yeah, well, you know, the guy at the top makes the most money. It's like, who do you think? Okay, you work at a restaurant. Who owns yeah. a restaurant? This one guy, Tom, whatever. Oh, he's making a dollar. You're making a fucking dime. Yeah. Like, what are you talking? That's a, it sounds like a pyramid to me. Yeah. That's and that's that's the flip right there. It's like everything is a pyramid scheme when you put it in those terms. Because yeah. Like, yeah, you're like it's just this is literally a business plan, like a bit. Uh, what is it? A a business structure of of making making a profit for everyone to make a profit. It's just saying like, hey, if we all share this together, we get rid of the cost of a. Uh, a third party like shipping company or a store, you know, cause like to sell my product inside Macy's, I got to fucking share that product, that profit with Macy's. Instead, I'm not sharing any of my profit of my product. People are just making money or yeah, people are making money. Uh, people are making a percentage of my product of what they sell and it's going directly to a person. And then like, the more people they get, they get fed and shit. So it's mm -hmm. just like, it's a, it's literally a store, but with pe people are the store. People are the physical store, and they make money off of the product, mm -hmm. too. It's just not as much as you would pay, like, a Macy's or some shit like that. No. It's fucking, it's, yeah, I figured that one out a while ago. I was like, I don't hate on network marketing. I'm just not a fan of doing business like that. Yeah, if I had no talent or, like, I don't know. I feel like with this digital marketing business, I feel like I really build it. Like I already got like four clients under contract. Nice. Like I'm in too deep right now. And oh, bro, let me tell you. Like first of all, I'm always like stressing in a way because I, I want to do a good job for the clients, you know. Yeah. And I want the to. I, I'm in a results based business, and I want people to have results yeah. from my, you know, working it together. Yeah. Um, for instance, like I'm working with this med spa. I'm not gonna say the names but it just went down a few days ago. Oh, really? So I've been working with them since July. The way I operate is by a list. Okay, we want web development. We need rebranding. We need a new logo. We need this. We need that. Okay, so I have a list. I approximate how many hours. I charge 15 hour. How many hours is it going to take to complete this list? 60 hours times 50. Boom. Here's your quote. Cool. They signed off. Good. We do everything on the list. Cool. You did great work. Everybody loves your shit. Cool. We have another project for you. We want to de develop another website. Go list. Cool. Love it. There was a third. Uh, after that list was done, there was another one. And so they've been paying me on time. Everything, everything was beautiful, right? The final list. Cross up everything. 
okay, you owe me like three grand, right? They pay me, I think 900. No, I'm sorry, it was 2,700. They pay me 600. They owe me 2,100 $2, left, right? A couple weeks go by, like, hey guys, what's the status on this? Oh, you know, we got this thing going on. That okay, cool. I've been very lenient with them. A month goes by, two months. I'm like, guys, where's my payment? Like, what the fuck? You owe me this. Like, we've been, and then they made up another excuse. And so I called my web developer. I'm like, shut their fucking websites down. Just shut their <laughs> websites down. Shut the websites down, right? I get a text like four days later. Did you shut our fucking websites down? You went, they got really ghetto. You want to come at me, bro? They said, you little bitch boy and all that. Like, start calling me names. Yeah. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. These guys are fucking unprofessional. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so I'm like, how about I meet? How about we meet somewhere and you can call me a bitch to my face? You know? First of all, you're not welcome to my house and all this. Because I'd always meet them at their house to, to gather payment. You're not welcome to my house and this and that. So I'm like, guys, we made a deal. Like, you guys were happy. Now that all of a sudden you got to make, make this last payment. Well, you miss typos on this page and that page. I'm like, tell me. Tell me I miss these typos so I can co correct it. I'm like, everything that needed redos or adjustments, we've corrected. I'm like, well, all of a sudden now. We already hired another development team and this. I was like, wait, what? I go, you, you guys are weird. Like, <laughs> what, what? I'm like, I don't care who you hire. Give me the damn money now. Like, now the gloves are coming off. Yeah. And so... He t you know, maybe he calls me like a couple hours later. Maybe I just need to cool down. Y yeah, you think? Yeah. W when, when I have that money account, I'll put on your websites. Yeah. And then I was like, come to an agreement. Let's come to an agreement right now. I go, listen, here's my terms. You pay me half. You pay me 1200 or whatever. I'll turn the websites on, but I'm going to keep the passwords. You pay me the rest. I'll give you all the passwords, everything else. Okay. Okay, I'll think about it. And then they eventually do that deal, but they still haven't paid me. So, you know, I was thinking in this business, there's going to be shit like that all the time. Because I've read articles that there's always like people trying to fuck you over yeah, and yeah. just run off. Even after, yeah. do I spent 60 hours just on the last project alone. Yeah. That was the toughest one of the other two. And so for them to like try to run off on me like that, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And so, uh, you know, but every business... I don't know how we start talking about all this shit, but <laughs> every business, basically you're going to have those people, like even restaurants, you go on Yelp, yeah, you bro. see, no matter how much of a good of a job you do, no, you're going to get a bad review. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? There's fucking shitted on over Troll. the dumbest shit. Yeah. He's the shits out there. <laughs> shit's fucking funny. Oh my goodness. But yeah, do you got to go? What time you got to go? By like two. By two? Yeah. Got another 15 minutes. What time do you work today? Oh, we got four. So they, it used to be five, but they switched us to four because happy hours from four to six. So they just rather have the night bartender on already by then. Has business been picking up? Uh, yeah, honestly, I guess. I guess you can say, yeah. My, I worked my first weekend last weekend as a server on Friday, and that shit was fucking a shit show. The kitchen just isn't strong enough for all the orders that come in. Uh huh. Bro, I had like a couple of different parties and, uh, they all had kids and um, like a three-year-old, five-year-old, maybe like a seven-year-old. Everybody got their food before the kids did. The kids were last to get their food. And mm. it was like 25, 30 minutes after everyone Jeez. got their food, bro. It was bad. You and I was just like... Put those kids in first yeah, and dude, fire them right away. Yeah, it was just, it was just bad, bad. And like it, the thing about there is like I could ring in the kids' items and then send them and then ring in the other food. They'll still make the other food before the kids' items. Jeez. Because they don't go ticket by ticket. They're like... They just go by whatever drops the quickest. It's it's weird. They, they have it all fucked up back there, like for sure. And it's, it's just the... 
the restaurant kind of drowns for like an hour, an hour and a half of like a lot of fuckery and a lot of shit getting comped. But the food is still good and like the food the food rarely gets a bad reaction. It's really just the wait service. time on the, yeah, the wait yeah. time on the food. It's not even the service, man, because like the bartenders and servers are like we're all pretty legit. Everyone's, so the kitchen's not correct. Yeah, the kitchen's There's just a missing not, link. Or yeah, something. it's yeah. They're, they're they're and then like the best fry cook like quit and it's because I guess one of the managers like was talking to him in like a stern ass way or some shit like that. Yeah. I don't know. You know, there's just like people that are soft that are good at the job but they're kinda soft. And the restaurant biz is a little rough sometimes. Oh, yeah, especially and then, in the kitchen. Yeah, and I can only imagine, too, like, like being a kitchen worker is tough, bro. And they were giving them tips for a little bit. Like, they were, they when the corona hit, they were, like, had, like, a, when the pandemic hit, they had, like, a mandate where it was, like, I don't know if it was mandatory, but they sent out a shit saying, like, every cook should be getting tipped now. Add them to the tip pool. Mm. And so they got added to the tip pool. And so the cooks, like, had a share, or the, the bussers and runners and, uh, Host had to share their tips with the fucking uh, the kitchen. Well, that's new. That yeah. takes away from the servers and all the people in the front of the house. Not for not in our restaurant because our restaurant's uh, set up hella weird. Uh, it's a tip. It's a tip. It's a pool house, but the but the server, bartender, and expo are in one tip pool, and then the bussers, runners, and a uh, host are in a different tip pool. And that tip pool that they're on is all tips from to goes, and our tip pool is yeah. everything that's in house. So if there's Jeez. not if there's a night where like no one's tipping on to goes they ain't making shit you know yeah I feel like that system's eventually gonna implode well yeah it's well it 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 kind of won't because the runner is a non-existent position because every server and bartender is a runner pretty much like mm-hmm. if you're over there it's an open like the expo line is right there in front of the restaurant so like you don't really need a runner it's just more so like you're not getting any help from any busters or hosts yeah. really because you're not tipping them out so there's no like incentive for them and shit. And, you might throw a one at like a five or a ten for doing like a good job in your section, but none of them really do that besides like maybe one, maybe two of them, but the rest of them don't do shit. Mm-hmm. And like they just sit up front and take orders and just chill, honestly, because like, they realize they're not really getting paid. No. I don't blame them, honestly. But yeah, it's a it's a fucking weird ass system. It's the most different pool house I've ever worked for, but it works for it being a, a, a style of eating like that. And mm-hmm. so it's just, it's just, you know, getting used to it. But it is, it is. Yeah, I, I, call, I, I called your boss. She wasn't there. I called the second time. She was busy. And then I wrote an email and then I never got a response. And then I waited like a week later and then I wrote on Facebook and I saw that they looked at it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll wait a month and I'll go in there. Yeah. But I, mean, I should have just did, I should just went in the first place. But I don't want to go drive all the way down there. You know, she's not there. Yeah, for sure. I fucking agree with that. It's not the closest to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But man, if I were to hook them and get them on, dude, I, you guys get so much more awareness. Yeah, dude, but hearing yeah. this, no matter if it, no how many people I brought in, it's going to implode. Yeah, that's the thing is they got to get their kitchen right. I don't know what it yeah. is. I don't know if they got to pay the kitchen workers more or like what. It's like, I don't. I honestly have no idea what it is that they're kind of missing back. I don't know if they're missing bodies or what. Because I don't, I never, I've worked in a couple kitchens, but nothing like that. And it looks like there's a lot of young people back there. So I don't know how well they're doing their jobs or anything mm-hmm. like that because it's overwhelming as fuck like tickets are coming in hot as shit yeah. you know what I mean it's a bunch of <laughs> shit bro and like you know you're fucking dropping all this seafood and it's a bunch of fried foods I don't know I think they need like another extra fryer but I guess yeah. the fryers uh, they like go down a little bit or whatever like it, they fuck up or some shit like that and so I don't know if they're just 
if it's literally like too much food is coming out of that kitchen, they need to make the kitchen bigger or add more equipment. I don't, yeah. I don't know what the fuck it is because I haven't been back there full. So I can pinpoint it, dude. I feel like I've been in that business so long that I could be a consultant. Honestly, I mean, you probably, you fuck. I feel like I could too. I could be for sure like that. Carnivino. Like, that was yeah. a prestigious restaurant before yeah, that, that idiot started good. groping girls. Bro, that that restaurant would still be here if it wasn't for his ass ex- doing exactly. that shit. It would still be fucking. And, then and me- that motherfucker was a crazy well old machine, bro. I learned so much of that place. So did I. Yeah, that place was like fucking- the Barolos and all the. F- I would never know what that shit was yeah dude just just the way restaurants run and having like bro $150 check averages 14 people on the floor with each person having their own busser plus an extra or each person having their own assistant plus an a floater assistant and then yeah. like 12 food runners two expos that was a fine kitchen ki- kitchen's fucking three bays deep like bro it's fucking salads over here pastries over here like this shit was fucking nuts yeah. I was like that shit's that would that that restaurant was like the fucking most unique big ass beast of a restaurant that I've ever like been a part of and still yeah. probably will ever be a part of yeah same with Milo's Milo's is pretty high end you know even though it was seafood from the Mediterranean but still one of those fishes fuck dude if you and I just went eight with alcohol would be like four or five hundred dollar yeah. tab yeah and just working there for six years and then Milo's I was there for or uh, Carnivino I was there for like four years I think yeah. and then um yeah, man, I just, I could see how it all operates, and I think I would be really good. Like, some of these restaurants, they lack in social media, and they lack in marketing, and I know exactly what to fucking do to put them on the map. Yeah. I know exactly what to do. Yeah. And these motherfuckers, when I walk in there, they won't even give me the time of day. Yeah. Like, it I'll was, be... Dude, restaurant, restaurant owners are... I don't want to say the most egotistical, fucking but snobby, yeah, man. Yeah, well, they're like, they're like, this is my shit. I got it figured out. We're good. You yeah, know? like, like, let me have. So I would go in with an audit because I'll dissect everything they're doing, and I would write it down. So an audit, I wouldn't go in just empty-handed. I would be like, here's an audit, you know, and I would have their logo at the top, make it all nice. Do this one guy, Steve, restaurant order the. I don't even want to say the business name, but I walked in there and I was like, yeah, you need this and. Th- Oh, I, I got to take... I have a family friend who's doing this. I'm like, you guys haven't posted since 2016, you know? Like, you don't have, like, a, a rewards card, you know, like a Diamante. Like, your Yelp reviews are shit, you know? Like, and he just blew me off. Yeah. And I was so pissed. He blew. He just blew me off. His res- restaurant was empty. Yeah. And I was like, oh, it looks like it's working out for you. Have a good day. And I just left. I'm like, uh Yeah, dude, man. it's fucking it's nuts. That's the one thing that like the other the other well ass old machine that I work for is the the French restaurant. They're fucking legit at their Which shit. Which one? Right? The one on Spring Mountain? Yeah, yeah. The fucking What was it called? Partage. Partage okay. They fucking they run that shit like geez, cause it's the the chefs, the head the executive pastry chef, the executive chef and the the GM who's also the sommelier. They own the restaurant, mm-hmm. and they only have one partner. He's a silent partner, and that dude just invests in the hella restaurants, but he doesn't manage any of them. So he lets the owners do what, or the the chefs usually who he's investing into, do what they want to do and own it. Bro, they have two people that come in there and take uh, that two people that run their social media and or sorry, two people that come in there and take content once a month, and then one person that runs their social media, mm-hmm. and then they run their own social media shit too. So they just fucking get constant hits, constant hits. People like it's a fucking place to be. They, that, that restaurant can, at 100% capacity, can only do 134 people. Mm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. they're like, they still crush it. They, they've made more money in the, they, with being one day, le- day less, sorry, one, closed one extra day. So they're closed two days a week and only open for three and a half hours a day. Mm-hmm. They made more money during the pandemic than they did before the pandemic. Wow. Yeah. Because they just, more people were at home. And so mm-hmm. the social media shit just started blowing up yeah. really big. 
And then once doors opened up again, the people that could that had money that were fucking paying attention to shit just started going there. And I I didn't realize that it's a it was the only French restaurant that was open in the city mm. for like a long ass time because like Bouchon was closed, fucking uh, mm. the other one, whatever the fuck, all the other French restaurants on the strip were closed. Yeah. So it was like the only place you can get French food like on that scale yeah. for a while. So this shit just worked for them, and the chefs are legit. They're all fucking cool as shit, mm. like super dope ass people. And I'm like, that's a that's a, the smallest place I've ever worked for, but that shit's ran Most fucking yeah, tuned. bro. It's yeah. fucking super fun. Have you tuned. been to Alessandro's restaurant, Prosecco? Yeah, yeah, that shit's Guess good. Guess who's doing all the marketing and social media? You. Yeah. Nice. Like when you when you see posts from that shit, that's me. Like, look, if you go right here, click your profiles. Yeah. Prosecco. Now I'm on nice. their account right there. Nice. Dude, so when they started, they had like 3,500 followers. Now they got almost five grand. Nice. That's legit. So, yeah, I go in there like once once a month and I take new photos. I got my high def camera upstairs and I'll just sit at the line like a busy night on a Friday, yeah. take pictures of the food and they have a new cocktail menu rolled out and yeah, man, I go in there and they caught me and I feel like an executive in a, <laughs> in a weird way, but... Well, shit, you're fucking, you know, if you're doing your job right, you're making their business grow, so that's good. Yeah, I've been doing it for the, since January of last year, and, you know, we all got together in December. I was like, how am I doing? Do you want more of this? Do you want more of that? Like, tell me how I am as, they're like, you're doing great. Like, you're posting consistently every day, you know, you're, you're boosting all the ads on Facebook, and I was like, well, good, man. I, I want to bring, I want this thing to be successful. Like, yeah, well, have like 12 of them and then take me on full time. <laughs> I'm making 500,000. Yeah, that's a fucking, so, that's, that's legit as shit. That's the way to do it. Uh, at the, at my job right now, the fucking, the seafood spot, um, there's hot girls that work there because, uh, there's like, uh, a couple of the girls that used to work at Coyote Ugly, that mm-hmm. they, they would sw- they completely switched the whole Coyote like ugly uh, way of doing business because of the COVID. So mm-hmm. like five of them like worked there, and so like the fucking the whoever's doing the social media is like you have these really pretty women that work here that you could literally use in your photos that you know boost up anything because having a pretty yeah. girl next to any product usually exactly. ends up getting a lot more attention than not. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, there's all these things they can use inside the restaurant that they're just not utilizing at all. That, dude, that, that's so media. true. Cause I'll look at Prosecco's <clears throat> insights, like which posts hit the most, always the ones with girls. Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, like I had yeah. a picture of the bartender holding a cocktail. That one hit. There was these, uh, this, these two girls that, you know, in the front of the restaurant, there was a little moped or whatever. Yeah. These two girls like sat in, I reposted, had the most views. Yeah. I'm like, fucking yeah. hell, just put girls, just put the girls ne- next, every next dish. You know? <laughs> I mean, it, it does, it, it's an attention grabber and mm. you know, it's it fucking, it's true shit. There ain't nothing wrong with it. And it's like, you know, classy, it doesn't have to be all raunchy and shit, but it's just no. nice ass food and nice looking people. Cause you can throw dudes in the mix too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's wrap this up. It's almost time to go. So, uh, yeah. damn, it was nice talking to you this past hour or two. I don't even know how long it's been. Yeah, I didn't, we didn't time it. I don't know. Fucking, this thing doesn't have the timer, and I don't know how many fucking 2,469 Yeah, I kept look, Like, the whole conversation, I'm looking for the timer. They, well, I'm, on mine's is at the bottom. This is a different mm-hmm. system, so I don't really know, but it'll tell us right now. All right. All right. Till next time. See you later, folks. Later.